0: Hi, it's Lou and welcome aboard to our Street Smart Friday opportunity for you to ask questions I wanted to start off today you know every all the time people are saying yeah baby is the market crashing what should I do is there something I should worry about and uh, one thing I just want to make clear to everybody and maybe you haven't thought of this I haven't heard any other pundits talking about it and it's the impact of interest the impact of interest rates on the value of housing and one of the things that i've learned over the years is whenever interest rates are low the price of houses go up but whenever interest rates go up the price of houses stabilizes and goes down and i remember back when i got started and i was i started buying rental properties in 1980 i bought a duplex and at the time that i bought that duplex interest rates were 21% if you can imagine in this country interest rates were 21% but they were and so the opportunity is to recognize that that had a huge impact on the value of real estate in this country and A lot of sellers could not sell their property unless they were willing to carry back financing. And that was a big deal. And it really taught me some valuable lessons about the opportunity to have sellers be the bank. And so early on, I learned that the seller could be the bank, which as many of you know, is one of my favorite sayings. The seller is the bank. I love, love, love it. Love teaching it love knowing that other people can realize that and by the way the seller can realize it too because the seller gets benefits from being the bank as well they get income whether it's annual income semi-annual quarterly or monthly income they get the original down payment if there is any and they get now an income stream that helps to subsidize their lives so there's definite value to sellers and there's definite value to us when we don't have to go to banks and we don't have to qualify for loans and we're not so subject to what interest rates can do to impact our lives but right now you know people are talking about the crazy market and yes indeed it's true it's absolutely true and guess what i've seen this before now i'm going into my fifth real estate cycle so as We look at this. We also reflect back on the fact that this is absolutely what's happened in the past. Uh, And I would just refer to one of them. And then the last one back in 2007, I think everybody remembers how prices were going crazy. They were going up. Well, that was also impacted by government policy. And that policy was making it so easy for people to qualify for loans. So while the interest rates were higher than, um, and, you know, average 6%, 6, 7% back then, well, what happened was because they made it so plentiful for so many people to be able to qualify for loans, they made it easy. And as a result, there was more demand when they created that demand. Then what happened prices went up and right now we're seeing exactly the same scenario except this time we're seeing low interest rates creating demand and on top of that what we're seeing is a shortage of housing so typically there's about a million houses built every year in this country and what happened was that went way down to about 400 450,000 during a period of time so that means. The, the economy right now is about 4 million houses short of a load, short of a normal market. So right now we've got this normal marketplace that's not normal at all, it's abnormal. We've got the baby boomers have, have now risen to an age that they're getting into buying houses. We're seeing younger people with good jobs and good incomes wanting to buy houses so we're seeing that impact in the economy right now and the impact in the prices of houses so people ask me are houses too expensive right now well expensive is relative it's relative to use if you're going to use the property then the price of the house is relative to your personal use and benefit of it And of course, one of the benefits of owning property is the fact that you get the tax write-offs. So the tax benefits are a piece of the puzzle. And if you are going to get those benefits, then the price of the home is not as important as the use of the home and the other benefits that you can get from it. So I just encourage you to kind of step back, breathe for a minute and know that there are houses available out there. Uh, We've bought houses all through this and we're buying them right and we're buying them cheap. So in other words, we're not paying too much for the properties. And that's one thing to be careful of is not paying too much in an inflated marketplace. So another way of looking at it is what if interest rates were say five and a half percent? Well take a look at that as a price point. So in other words, what's the payment? now that someone can afford at say three and a quarter percent three and a quarter percent versus five and a half percent let's say that everything stays the same in other words that someone can afford that same payment whether interest rates are three and a half percent or whether they're five and a half three and a quarter percent rather uh, versus five and a half percent. Well, what you're going to find is the price point that they can buy at is significantly what less at five and a half than it is at three and a quarter. So when you see these price points on homes, just know that it's the payment that really drives the train. It's the payment that the person can afford. So one of the things we talk about as certified affordable housing providers is that we teach that you always look at the customer's income to determine what they can afford. So income is a very big part and a very important part of your customer being successful. And your customer's success results in your success. So we always wanna set ourselves up for success. We wanna set our customers up for success. So looking at their income, looking at what they can afford is a big point. Now based upon what they can afford, you also can price your homes accordingly. So price point is a factor of what your customer is actually paying on a monthly basis. So as you look at your overall market, as you look at your overall opportunities, that's definitely something to take into account what would happen, say, next year if interest rates. Now, currently, the feds have said that they're going to keep interest rates the same for a year. We shall see, because they say one thing, they do another. So don't know if they're actually going to do that, but I suspect they will. Now, what's going to happen is as this economy heats up and it is heating up, well, part of it is heating up because of government spending, incredible government spending. I mean, you don't spend a trillion and then another trillion and then another 1.9 trillion. And then they're talking about some more trillions uh, to come behind this. You don't spend all that. You don't put all that money into the economy without having it cause an impact. And the impact is going to be that it's going to heat up the economy. Well, typically a heated up economy means that there's less supply when there's demand and that drives prices up. So inflation is a factor that we're going to have to take into account. And we shall see what that does to cause the feds to stimulate uh, or excuse me, to suppress the economy simply by the increase of interest. So again, I'm back to that interest conversation. Interest is a big deal, and it's something that you absolutely have to take into account as you look forward in your own crystal ball of what's going to happen in your local market. All right, Scott, do we have any questions?
1: We have no questions right now.
0: All right. So I'm inviting all of you to ask any questions you want to on this street smart Friday opportunity. Uh, definitely you got Lou over 40 years of experience buying, holding and selling property, right? Buying, holding and selling property. So whether it be, uh, how to buy right, how to buy cheap or how to, manage your properties the right way and when you are managing your properties, what happens is you maximize your income. You, you create as little vacancy as possible. If you have vacancy, you already have a customer to go into that property and when you have your customers move into that property, you serve them in multiple ways when you serve your customers, there's more income streams to you. And that's proper service of your customer and proper maintenance and management of your business because we are a cash flow business. So cash flow absolutely matters and cash flow is a big part of being successful in the street smart way. So definitely we want you to always have the right cash flow now selling that property is another piece of the puzzle if you already have your customer for buying the property already living in the home and you are acting as the bank or potentially acting as the bank that's another piece of the puzzle to help you maximize your profits. why because there is a thing called cost to sell it's a real thing when you go to sell property you have these expenses well what can happen is if you've already got a customer, all that cost to sell becomes profit to you. And that's a big part of the exit strategy that we've built into the StreetSmart system is for you to have a, a dependable, predictable monthly income and a marvelous, incredible retirement plan completely lined with the opportunity to have residual income for the rest of your life. And one of the ways you get that residual income is to become the bank for your customer. To become the bank, to be the bank for your customer is another piece of the puzzle and creates additional success for you. So always know that you have the opportunity to create that. Now, another thing that we talk about is how to protect all that you create. And that's those marvelous, incredible, amazing inventions called trusts, land trusts and personal property trusts. Love, 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 love me some trust. And the reason is that way back in 1982, when I learned about them out of necessity, I discovered that it was the most amazing entity hidden by attorneys and others uh, for maybe intentional reasons, maybe unintentional reasons, but for whatever reason, one of the most amazing entities is unknown to most people, or if it's known, they simply don't understand the incredible benefits of that thing called trusts. So Lou, we have some
1: vehicle. questions now.
0: Okay. And All right. The third vehicle is land trusts and personal property trusts for the average person. Now, if you have a higher income, if you have, Uh, If you're paying taxes, for example, then you might want to consider a different type of trust that we also have access to. Scott, what questions do you have for me?
1: The first one is from Brian. Should we approach a seller in pre-foreclosure with subject to then sell the property after closing?
0: So if the, if a seller is in pre-foreclosure, one thing is real they have the deed to the property. They can still control that deed. They can still do anything they want to with that deed until they either are foreclosed out of the property or sell the property. So absolutely, the, and the best way that we do that, Brian, is to make a presentation to the seller, go through who you are, what you do, how you operate. Now, one thing we use, Brian, is this amazing thing called a presentation kit. So this presentation kit is designed to tell a story. And what I've found is that sellers need to understand who you are and what you do and how you operate and how you can help and how you're different than everybody else and start to educate them on what's called the cost to sell. And the types of offers that you can make, and people that you've helped in the past to solve their problems, and how you can help this seller to solve their problems. So, Brian, creating a foundation of your conversation is a key piece to first offering that idea, that idea of taking over the seller's loan because that seller has a loan, it is in their name, and there is the opportunity to take over those payments. Now, what's in it for the seller? Well, if they're in pre-foreclosure, that means they're not making payments. Now, what could happen is you come along and reinstate that loan, you make those back payments, and then you start making payments on time. Well, what does that do for the seller? That helps the seller, doesn't it? It helps the seller to restore their credit. It helps the seller to get back on their feet. If they were in uncharted territory and negative territory, so to speak, it, with their income and finances, now you have given them a leg up and a help, helping hand to be able to get stabilized again. So what you bring to the table is true value for that seller, And Brian, I'm going to say that it's very important that you present that in the right way and that when you agree to take over their payments, you absolutely, positively, for sure and for certain, make sure that you make those payments if you agreed to. If you agreed to make those payments, by golly, you got to make sure that you make those payments. And what does that do for the seller? It helps them. It does not hurt them.
1: So he follows up with, is the seller at any risk if the deal falls through of running out of time and they get foreclosed? We're trying to help them after all.
0: Oh, absolutely. They're at risk. Uh, Once that property is foreclosed, then that's going to show up on their credit report for the next 10 years. So that is a huge impact on their ability to qualify for any kind of financing, but particularly for mortgage financing. What mortgage lender wants to quickly lend to somebody that's been in foreclosure and has, has already lost a property, in other words, impacted another lender and caused that lender potential harm and cost. So absolutely, they have a, a negative impact that could follow them for a long period of time. So you coming in and helping them out, but make sure of your numbers, make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into, make sure that you can make those payments.
1: And Becky has a great question and you'll probably have to tell everybody what all the letters mean. Can we add buyers to the PTHO if we aren't yet in CAP?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Becky, thank you for the question. PTHO means path to home ownership. Now path to home ownership is the program that we offer in our marketplace. So each of my certified affordable housing providers offer this in their local markets. And that market could be as small as within five miles of where you live. I mean, you don't have to have uh, uh, the whole state. You don't have to be working the whole nation. You literally can have a business within five miles of where you live. But Here's what happens with those. So those become referrals to the path to ownership.com. The path to is the national website. So Becky, you can refer people into the path to ownership and right at the bottom it says, uh, who referred you? And then there's a box where you can put in additional questions and write in the additional questions or additional comments, you can put your name as referring that person so you can get credit for that person and you can earn a referral fee on them.
1: Wonderful. So we've got, um, it's kind of a long question from Kevin at uh, Enjoy Free Power Now. We have a market with a multitude of short term rentals, STR and now the local governments are beginning to ban these STRs. This is driving prices up to unreasonable levels. How do you see the fallout of local governments banning STRs? By the way, my name is Kevin.
0: And it's Kevin. Kevin, I see it as a threat. And, And one of the things I teach in my classes is a SWOT analysis of every investment that you make. Now, what I mean by SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And absolutely, government is a threat when it comes to these short-term rentals. Now, as a hotelier myself, uh, having built a hotel from scratch and currently owning a motel in Texas, I can tell you that uh, it impacts those businesses that have spent millions of dollars building those buildings and complying with government regulations to suddenly have homeowners come in and start renting out rooms uh, and for half price. Uh, So it really is is an impact. And I'm on both sides of that coin. I've used uh, the Airbnb and VRBO and things like that. So I know the benefits of using them. But the other side of that is the impact to the business owners in your local market. So some have the ear of government people, uh, the city council, the county commission. And when those people make a decision, it definitely can impact your future. So the first thing I would do is find out what's on the horizon. Find out if that's something that is being considered by local government before you buy those homes. Now, in some areas, people have been able to push back. They've been able to sue the local government saying, look, this is, this is my livelihood, this is my own personal residence, and I'm renting out a room in my own personal residence. And they're starting to make distinctions about businesses renting out rooms versus people renting out rooms. So that's another thing to look at in your local market, Kevin, and it's a great question and one that you should absolutely explore in your local market.
1: And one of the things that you always teach, Lou, is go out into your local community, get to know the mayor, get to know the city councilors, get to know the city manager, the sheriff, like everybody, so that when these things come up, you have their ear already and you can tell them your side of the story.
0: hundred percent, Scott, thank you for bringing that up. And this is one of the things that we give to local government. This is our book, Doing Good While Doing Well, How Real Estate Investors Make a difference and provide a service in the local community. So it's absolutely something that you want to bring to your local government because when they know you and they know that you're making a difference in the community, uh, they respect you, they appreciate you, and they are going to be hard put to deny uh, you and what you can do for what you are already doing for the local community.
1: And Jeff Carroll has a long question. It's a good one. I'm struggling with lease option from seller and then lease option to tenant buyer concerned about how to deliver, I'm, I'm assuming that's fees, if seller dies, bankrupt, probate, disappears, etc. How can I get the seller to put a deed into escrow so as to be able to deliver the deed when the tenant buyer is ready to close?
0: Well, Jeff, that's a very important and valuable question. Listen, you always, always, always have to protect your buyer, the person who's optioning to buy that property from you. You have to be in a position to deliver that deed to them when the time is right. So you have to set yourself up for success. And that means you cannot take no for an answer from your seller. Your seller must, and indeed, I will not do the deal unless the seller is willing to place the deed in escrow with escrow instructions. Now, Jeff, what that means is that when you do what you said you would do according to the terms of that option agreement, then you get your deed. There is no further discussion about it. So you must negotiate those things. And Jeff, I know you're street smarts. You probably have volume nine lease options in volume nine there's escrow instructions you want to go back to your seller and you want to say to your seller hey listen i couldn't sleep last night i was really concerned i thought about it what if something happens to you and i've made a promise to someone else and i can't deliver on my promise because i've got to wait for your entire estate to get probated and The Lord knows when our next minute is, and we don't know if we're promised that next minute or not. We don't know what might happen. So therefore, I'm asking you politely, please, I want you to put your property, uh, put the deed in escrow. And in fact, I want to ask you to do one more thing. I want to ask you to put your property in trust and put the beneficial interest in escrow. And that means if you get sued, then I'm protected. If you, if you get into a divorce, I'm protected. If you die, I'm protected. Because all of those things are already handled in, uh, number one, putting the property in trust, and number two, taking that beneficial interest and putting it in escrow with escrow instructions. Great question, Jeff.
1: All right. This is where
0: coaching comes in, Jeff, because those are key elements that when you have the support of a coach, you can ask those questions ongoingly. You can have your situation reviewed to make sure that you've dotted your I's and crossed your T's and you're you're having it looked at from an investor's point of view, not just a legal point of view.
1: Wonderful. Tony has a great question. What's your suggestion for getting started with only a little money?
0: Tony, that's a fantastic question. And one that's very important because what I've discovered is that you can do this business with little to no money, literally.
1: And what, I mean, my five, right? So my, my, uh,
0: Uh, My seller presentation kit is something that doesn't cost much money, but definitely gives you a tool to work with. And what you can do is literally just go and knock on doors, Uh, just go and knock on doors. And what happens is that when you knock on those doors, you are able to ask a question and just simply say, I'm looking to own a house in this neighborhood. Do you know of any for sale or might be coming up for sale in the near future. That's all you ask. And they'll either say, yes, what about mine? And uh, now you can get in and you might be the only bidder at the auction that day where you can come in and negotiate a deal with them and have your trusty seller presentation kit always with you so you can do your cost to sell worksheet while you're with them. Uh, But definitely that's an opportunity. You know, the, these are fantastic questions, Tony. And thank you. Thank you for that question, because definitely you can do this business with little to no money. And it's a matter of finding opportunities. The bottom line is opportunities. And there's sellers that uh, definitely need to sell and they don't wanna go through the pain and suffering of listing, getting ready for sale, and all the stuff that a real estate agent makes them do. And then there's buyers that have less than perfect credit That would love to have the opportunity to come in and be served by you, and having the opportunity to someday own a home. Great question, Tony. You know, this brings up that I'm going to have an upcoming event. It's called Wealth Builder Workshop. Uh, Scott, do you have? All right, so so you've seen the production right there of uh, the upcoming Wealth Builder Workshop, and I just want to invite you. Thank you for being here today. I've got a lot more uh, Q and A in me. We're going to be doing a whole day of of education, information, opportunity on May the first. Now that's going to be an all day event, and instead of the one hundred and ninety seven dollars. Uh, you're only going to pay $1, that's $1, online. I'm going to cover all the things we talked about today, but in a lot more depth. And that means that we're going to focus on how to find those buyers before you even buy. And we're going to talk about uh, the wholesaling concept that is so sexy, right? Wholesaling, you get paid today versus the long-term hold and what is best and you can make your own decision once i show you the numbers so i'm literally going to take it apart and show you exactly what the numbers are so you can make your own decision about that and then we're going to talk about trusts land trusts and personal property trusts and i'm going to teach you about the 30 different benefits of trust that you cannot get with any other entity Not a corporation, not an LLC, not a limited partnership. There are huge benefits when you know about trusts. So I'm going to teach you those on that one day. A powerful day. One of the most game-changing days of your life, I promise. And I'm going to charge you a whole total of $1. You can go to wealthbuilderworkshop.online, wealthbuilderworkshop.online now, not .com, dot online. When you go there, it's going to give you the opportunity to go ahead and register and, uh, and oh, and there's going to be some powerful downloads that I'm going to give you that you're going to download before the conference. So the day before, uh, and that's not this, not, not tomorrow, Saturday, but Saturday week, we're going to be sending you on Friday, we're going to be sending you a notification about that. You'll be able to download that and all the documents that we're going to go over uh during the one day while we're together so it's a powerful day i strongly encourage you to take advantage of that for a whole dollar Uh, and whether you've heard me teach and train before or not this is going to be of value to you as well because i discovered that people have to hear things more than one time to really get Uh, the opportunity to take advantage of it, they have to hear it more than one time. So I just wanted to encourage you to definitely get on board. Stay on board for the whole day. We're going to start at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, and we're going to go to about 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. We're also going to stay around for a happy hour after that. So you can even join us in advance and chat with the other folks that are there. It's about networking as well and connecting with other investors. So I wanted to give you that opportunity to get on board and uh, have a great day of education next Saturday, May the 1st.
1: So Lou, we don't have any more questions. Um, if you've got any, put them in or forever hold your peace. <laughs> bring them next May 1st, bring them next Saturday, a week Saturday. Um, but one question that, uh, that I had is when do you, th- is it a good time to start investing in real estate if someone hasn't been doing it before? You know, we've got load supplies, high, um, prices going up,
0: you know, Scott, that's a great question. And one that has been posed to me for over 40 years,
1: <laughs> of it. not just, not just today,
0: not just today. This is not a new question for sure. People always want to know, is this the right time to get in this business? And I say it's always the right time when there's an opportunity. So opportunities exist in strange and unique ways. You know, an investor thinks like a seller only wants the top dollar, the most they can possibly get for their home. And what I discovered is that is simply not true, that many times sellers are only looking for what they need that day. They may just need rid of this property. They may need a rid of the headache, of the concern, of the fear that this property represents to them. And whether that is a real or imagined concern or fear, they have that fear. And when you purchase that property from them, it's like lifting a 5,000 pound anchor off of their shoulders. So they love you, love you, love you for that. And let me emphasize that it's not always about the money. So they just want rid of the problem. I've watched and received the benefit of people paying me to buy their property. I've had the benefit of people just deeding the property to me for $10. Yes, $10. So certainly it would be a great time to be in this business if you only pay $10 for a property, wouldn't it be? But here is the answer. It's all about opportunity and we create opportunities by talking to people and discovering what problem they have and what solution we can bring to the table. So all about learning those 37 different ways that I teach as as the way to negotiate and create a transaction to solve a seller's problem, that's what it's about. So just I encourage you to to get on board, stay on board, get educated, because (laughs) I always say, you're gonna pay for it one way or another. You're always gonna pay for the education, whether you have to go through real life experiences, uh, learning things that you wish you had actually learned that you didn't have to go through the pain and suffering to learn those things, uh, is a strong encouragement that I have for people, because I know that there are shortcuts to success in this business and with the right education guidance, support that you can absolutely have success in this business. And we've helped, oh my gosh, thousands of people to be able to be successful in real estate. Love to have you on board, love to give you that opportunity. That's why I'm going to give you a whole day sample of me for only $1 at the wealthbuilderworkshop.online wealthbuilderworkshop.online a whole dollar, a whole day of Lou, and then you can decide whether it's of value to you or not.
1: Awesome. We have a couple more questions uh, that just came in. A really good one from Scott. How do you, and I know you're going to love this question, Lou, how do you form a land trust if you already have a business partner in an LLC?
0: Well, one thing you can do is to go ahead and create the land trust. The LLC sells deeds, that property that's in the LLC to the land trust. Now the land trust owns the property and then the beneficiary of that land trust can be the LLC or the beneficiary can be your trust and your partner can have the LLC or the partner can have their own trust as well. So definitely having the the privacy, the protection, The probate avoidance and the profits that can come from putting your property into trust is a good idea, even if the property is already owned by an LLC.
1: Wonderful. Jeff asks, (laughs) sounds like he's going to need some coaching. I am zero and 14 in attempts to find an attorney who who will do creative financing closings and Represent me here in Socialist Washington State. So I guess he lives near Seattle. Ideas. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Well, Jeff, you know, that's one of the great things uh, when you're part of our network and you are. uh, And we do have people up there that are successfully doing deals exactly as I'm describing. So the only Problem is you didn't reach out to your coach and ask that question because we can ask that question of other licensees up there and we can go ahead and get you connected with attorneys that have absolutely no problem with creative financing and it's done all the time in your backyard.
1: And Peter has a very important question. Do you plan to be in Orlando in the near future?
0: Well, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't been asked lately, but I would be glad to come to Orlando at any time. <laughs> uh, any excuse will do. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, uh, I haven't got any current plans to come to Orlando. Uh, we did an event, uh, in Dallas in February and, um, So that means next January we'll be doing an event in Orlando. I know we'll be doing one next January in Orlando, but that's uh, that's all I know about right now. Did I lose you, Scott? I think I lost you, Scott. says you're in the show. Hello.
1: Sorry Lou, I disappeared for a second. We have one more question from Alexander. How to pay for a session next week but doesn't seem to be processing. Oh, trying to pay Oh, trying to get into WBW, but it doesn't seem to be processing the payment. Hmm.
0: Well, I don't know why, because I've seen the $1 coming through a lot. So maybe there's a mismatch of the address on your credit card. If you've got an address that that credit card is related to and you're putting in a different address, maybe that's what the issue is.
1: And, and you can I,
0: always call our office 1-800-578-8580. That's 1-800-578-8580. We'll be more than happy to process that for you.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna run it along the bottom of the screen now for the next few minutes. So if you uh, if you miss it, you can see it right there, Alex.
0: Absolutely.
1: So Lou, I think we're getting towards the end of our time. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day. And uh, Alex says, thank you. Uh, so before we go, what would be one tip that you would give to your favorite real estate investor in these times?
0: Well, you know, that's a great question. And I would say that uh, there's no time like the present. There's always opportunity and it might be right next door to where you live. So literally focusing on your local target market, and that's one of the things I teach, is to build a business within five miles of where you live. Get connected with every real estate agent that works your market, and they are (laughs) Googleable. So in other words, you can put in real estate agent and your zip code, and boom, here comes a whole bunch of agents up. Well, it's your job to connect with them, because guess who? has leads, real estate agents. And where do they get those leads from? They talk to potential sellers that just refuse to list for whatever reason. Well, you can come in and make your presentation in a comfortable environment with the agent present, with the seller present. You can go through your presentation and they absolutely love it. They don't wanna go through the pain and suffering of listing. And the other thing that real estate agents have is they have buyers. They have people that cannot qualify for loans. They have people that don't have a big enough down payment to get a conventional loan. They have people that have all kinds of issues from the past, foreclosures, bankruptcies, all kinds of other credit issues. And with our program, they can actually move into the home. While they're living in the home, they can get their credit restored until they can eventually get a new loan. So real estate agents have the very essence of things that we do that is street smart. And so they got the sellers, they got the buyers. So my advice would be connect with a real estate agent today.
1: Thanks Lou. Thank you for joining us everybody. And we'll see you next week. All right.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, baby. See you soon. See you next uh, Saturday.